Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR, talent, and leadership communities to you. For more episodes and the latest articles covering what's new in the world of work, visit hrgazette.com, subscribe and follow us on social media. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this episode, we're going to be focusing on what's hot and what's going on in the world of recruitment and recruitment events in the UK. My guest this time is Louise Triance. MD at UK Recruiter, a leading dedicated news and networking platform for the UK recruitment sector. Louise is a recruitment industry connector, live webcast expert and event organiser and advisor. Louise helps vendors under the landscape create go-to market propositions. She's also a trained psychometric assessor. Louise, it's my pleasure to welcome you to the show today. Thank you so much for having me. So beyond my wee introduction there, Louise, why don't you start by taking a minute or two and introducing yourself to our listeners? I think you've probably done a fabulous job of introducing me there already. Um, But yeah, I run a community site and network for recruitment for people in the UK. Um, It's TA folk, agency folk, vendors who are engaging in that space. And I do a lot of different things in that space. So organize events. I know we're going to talk about events today. Um, I also um, do regular newsletters, regular content um, and things like that. And one of the things I regularly do is uh, webinars and podcasts. And it's really nice to be on the other side of the uh, mic. Oh, boy. Did you hear that, listeners? I always get nervous when I'm interviewing another host you know, um, because they, they, they know all the best practices and they can see what I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong. Um, so hopefully, listeners, Louise goes easy on me today. Uh, okay, listen, what I want to start by is is talking with you about something that I'm quite passionate about. Um, so regular listeners of this show will know that um, I've been producing events for a number of years for HR pros, for talent professionals, for leaders and, and others in in that space um and yeah it's been it's been a roller coaster the last couple of years uh, to say the least um you have an amazing track record louise you're you're absolutely prolific with the content that you create and and the events that that you uh that you produce are we really now in a situation where in-person events are, are back Yes, I think so. I kind of wish I could say that a little bit more confidently, but it is a yes. Um, At the start of this year, I went to, it was an agency-focused event in the UK, the Recruitment Agency Expo, and it was packed. Um, So that was a really good feeling. It was full of people wanting to look at tech and product providers, but actually they were really keen to see the talks, the presentations. So you might think two years of lockdown, watching a ton of live content on, on, on the computers, on LinkedIn, those type of things, webinars podcast you might think people have had enough but no I think they want to get back in the room with each other to network um, because that's the bit with online events you just can't replicate 
but also to pick up really good content. So actually, all in all, I felt really great about that. Um, I think there's still some challenges. I think that people are, are really stretched for time. So if you, you can't make an assumption that just because you're putting on an event in person, you're going to get an audience there. I think there is still a challenge in making an event that people are going to give up their half day, evening, full day to attend. We'll be right back to this conversation after this very brief message from today's sponsoring partner. CoachUp is the leading global talent development platform that enables organizations to create a personalized, measurable and scalable coaching program for their entire workforce, regardless of department and seniority level. By doing so, organizations are able to reap a multitude of benefits, including increased employee engagement, higher levels of productivity, improved job performance and increased retention. Learn more at coachhub.com. Okay, thank you. I'd be interested to hear from you, Louise, how hybrid work hours have affected the event space then. Is it is it now more difficult to attract the number of bums on seats, as it were, uh, that you need for an event? Just, just simply because folk are not necessarily in the office five days a week anymore? Or actually, maybe the answer is yes, Bill, perhaps it is, but not within my space because recruiters are still client facing. They still need to be actively out and about all the time I don't know I mean I think you make a really good point now I think that hybrid work hours will affect the event space I think that um, there's probably some data to back up that that my feeling which is people who um, go into the office probably don't do it on a Monday or Friday they're probably there being at home days so I think that if you were thinking of trying to attract business people to a business event on a Monday or Friday you'd probably struggle even more now than previously so I think that if people who do um, some some work at home some work in an office they're probably making a decision as to whether they go to that physical event during their home day unlikely or during their office day or do they have to be in the office on that Tuesday and therefore they need to go to that in-person event on a day when they'd normally be at home and I think we're still navigating that having said that I think if you have an amazing event people will come to it regardless of what day it is what about making the events themselves hybrid? Um, so not just offering a way to access online, which is great, but also perhaps bringing in uh, speakers in an online capacity. So you have folk, you know, joining in from all over the world live and, and presenting. Is is that seen as a more attractive option today uh, in, a, in, a, in a post-pandemic workplace? It is, but whether people are successfully navigating that, I don't know. Um, towards the latter half of last year I attended a hybrid event for event organizers so they had a conference in London and um, some of it was in New York I think and then they had um, the online segment and frankly they didn't get it right and this was an events platform for events organizers so until the experts are totally able to get it right I don't think there's a model which is going to work for everybody um, having said that I still think it's worth a try if you're doing um, like an evening event with speakers the idea that maybe you could stream that content out over Facebook live or YouTube live as well I think that's quite appealing and I think you will pick up other people but for me how the challenge is how do you have the networking the chat work across people who are 
in the physical space and sitting at home um, and that again I'm going back to it but that's value is when you can get people to be properly communicating at an event okay awesome now then um, because you are so prolific one of the things that you do is you regularly host live chat events on recruiter zone including one in April 2022 focused on the most common challenges faced by high growth startup rec businesses can, can you maybe share now some of what you guys discussed in that session and list some of those biggest challenges yeah I've done a few for recruitment startups because actually right now there's a lot of businesses starting up in many sectors recruitment agencies um, there's always a really high number of recruitment agency startups the barrier is pretty low um, and you know you work for another recruitment agency or you've been in-house in a TA role and you think you know I know loads of people I can recruit I can set my own agency up um, I think that particular one was probably focused on um, some of the the kind of issues around finances um, and a really interesting chat because this was with a company called Simplicity who do funding for startups um, but and you know they were talking about how if you do contractors or temps you have to be absolutely certain you can meet that payroll and um, if you're thinking of expanding your business you can't take on consultants unless you're absolutely certain that you can pay them their commissions but also you can start up a recruitment business with £500 from your back bedroom, sorry, $500 from your back bedroom. You don't need, you know, to take out a loan for 30000 or whatever. But but cash is actually a big issue in recruitment businesses. Um, and one of the problems I think lots of recruitment businesses um, encounter is around cash flow. And the second, which is totally relevant to um, TA folk who are thinking of working with new startup recruiters, is compliance. Making certain that the businesses you're working with really understand all of that before they start getting people on your site or before they start even taking that job spec from you. Um, another thing is around spending your money wisely. And that's um, relevant to all sorts of businesses, whether they're recruitment agencies or any other startup. So, yeah, it was an interesting chat. Excellent. Thank you very much. OK, and you also recently interviewed Alison Humphreys for Recruiter's Own Show about the seven habits of highly effective recruitment leaders. I'd, I'd love for you now to share some of those habits and, and why they matter. So I should have um, done my uh, pre-event uh, research better and got up the uh, replay and have a listen to it because actually, I, I'm going to be honest, I can't remember all of those habits. Um, what she did on that particular show was she talked about um, some of the mistakes that recruiters have made and people that she works with. She's a non-exec director um, working with um, growth businesses uh, probably the best thing I can do is actually share that with people afterwards because what she did as well as run that show with me is um, she wrote a um, an article for our site with an infographic so some of those were things around um, oh, learning to be a business person not just a recruiter that's one of the things which goes back to the chat show I did earlier which is about you know understanding business um, one of the ones I think you'll love was about contributing as part of the community so you know don't don't be an island think about running events think about running um, you know sessions for people webinars podcasts um, and another one which is just kind of so obvious but people get it wrong, is not thinking about why you're doing this. So and that's relevant to anybody starting out in business is, you, you know, maybe your only reason is I hate working for my boss. 
but that probably isn't enough for starting up a recruitment business or any other type of business. If I was a TA person thinking of engaging a recruiter, I'd hate to think that that was their why. Now then, on the Straight to the Point show, uh, you spoke with Erica Clifford from Just Recruit, Louise, and, and she shared four things that she wishes someone had told her before she started her own recruitment agency. I'm not going to ask you to remember all four of those this time, um, but instead I'd, I'd love to get your take. You know, um, what, what, are, what are some things that you wish that people had told you before starting your business? Sorry, I was on mute then. Shall I just pause for three seconds and start again? <laughs> please, please. I'm kind of glad that I didn't listen to advice when I started my business because I was in a different space. I was doing something where there wasn't really a model already in place, um, which is just such an incredibly lucky position to be in. So 20 something years ago when I started UK Recruiter, um, there weren't communities of recruitment people. There were publications like the Executive Grapevine and there were printed magazines, but there weren't other online communities. So I felt my own way um, I think now people starting out they're kind of yes take advice from other people look at what um, you know others are doing in similar spaces um, don't replicate or copy what someone else is doing and to me that's actually been it was super easy in the early days to have that as kind of like one of my guiding principles um, but as the years went on I still stood by it so yeah I listen to what other people say I love to take advice from other people but I've never had a model to copy and as the years went by when I guess that was a potential opportunity for me I've still avoided that so um, I'm not saying I'm cutting edge but I have gone my own route rather than um, replicated um, what others have done. And, you know, it's, it stood me in good stead. I was early um, for blogging, very early for live chats. I was doing a networking events for recruiters when others weren't. Um, and, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed um, it's hard to say you're on the edge of a curve, you know, in the recruitment space, but I have really enjoyed the journey I've taken. I wonder, are, are there any uh, any shout outs that you'd like to give any, any folk in, in the space who um who you think are also you know kind of uh, at, at the at the cutting edge people like maybe i don't know bill borman for example oh bill uh, yeah bill does spring to mind it's so funny when you said that um i've loved working with bill now Oh, my word, 15 years ago, maybe more, when Bill was um, working as a recruitment trainer, he used to write articles for my newsletter. Um, and now I feel like I've been around for forever. But people like him, Matt Alder, Matt Alder used to write um, website reviews for me. I was talking to um, uh, Emma Mirrington, who was at Sky at the time and now runs the most amazing group called the Forum for In-House Recruiters. She used to write uh, website reviews for me. So I feel incredibly lucky to have um, intersected with lots of these people um, at an earlier point in their careers um, and then to see where they've gone with things like True, True London for Bill. What a fabulous set of events um, that he created. Again, you know, not copying what someone else did, um, using his imagination, thinking outside the box. Listeners, there is an episode with Bill somewhere on this feed. Um, I think maybe you need to go back to, geez, uh, maybe middle of 2020, something like that, to find that. Um, please take a listen. Bill's an awesome guy. Okay, um, going back to uh, asking tips from you for our listeners for today. Uh, you recently wrote 
a, a, an article called how to transform your website into a recruitment tool louise can you can you share some of your tips from that yeah so this is almost obvious but it's strange how many businesses don't think about this and that's to have a dedicated career space so you know the hr the ta people who are listening to your show are going to say well that you know yeah sure but sometimes they're buried so deep inside a site and they're not a careers page they're just a list of jobs so and um, one of the things i'm involved in is the national online recruitment awards stephen o'donnell has been the um the kind of the, the host the organizer of those for 20 plus years and they are um, awards which look at websites recruitment websites either job boards or corporate websites um, and so each year I'm reviewing hundreds of careers pages um, and so often I think gosh why would anyone want to work for that organization there's no uh, compelling messaging there's no information about people who also work at the organization there's nothing really to attract people so I'm um, having this careers page which is front of front of house, really important. Um, I'm almost embarrassed to say this, but optimising for mobile, it's pretty shocking, but still lots of careers pages are not optimised for mobile. And we know that job seekers, even if they're not doing a commute to work on the train anymore, they're sitting on the sofa at home looking for jobs on their phones. Um, and I alluded to it a bit earlier, but things like, um, you know, in your careers pages, make certain that your company culture is foremost. You want to attract a certain type of person, not people just like you. We're not talking about that. We're talking about um, letting people see that personality shine. Um, another thing which actually wasn't on that list is about um, the way in which you treat your applicants. So making certain that as part of your process, it's responding to every single person who, is, who applies for a job in an appropriate way. Yes, you can use automation, but personalised automation. It's pretty scary to think that in 2022, there are still businesses out there who don't have mobile optimised websites, Louise. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Do you know, and that's why I'm hesitant to say it, because there'd be loads of people who are like, well, duh, but there are. And for 30 years, I've been talking about people treating their applicants as they would wish to be treated themselves. And I'm still having to say the same thing. So, you know, it's disappointing. I'm sure loads and loads of businesses get it really, really right. Um, but yeah, just bear it in mind. Okay, wonderful. Thank you very much. Okay, so um, as we've mentioned so far, you are prolific and you create so much. And uh, one event that's coming up, one in-person event that's coming up uh, on the 23rd of June 2022 is the Recruitment Technology Innovation and Social Media Showcase. Uh, it will have 20 of the top tech providers within the recruitment industry in the UK live and in-person can you can you maybe tell our listeners a bit about that event and any other events that you've got coming up over the next few months? I shall. So that's an event I've actually been running for 10 years now. Um, I really like it because it's like um, you come along to look at a bit of tech that you've spotted. So maybe you're um, thinking, oh, I need a new CRM. And then you get in the room and you see all these other really cool providers of tech. And you think, Do you know what, let me just have a little look at those. So it's an opportunity to um, have conversations with people from these different businesses. And uh, we do two things which are pretty unique. I've seen 
seen a couple of other people try to replicate it hasn't worked for them and uh, one of them is the two minute elevator pitch so the session starts with everybody coming on stage doing two minutes going off stage um it's a bit of fun so they're pitching what their product is so the audience can decide whether they want to check it out and then the other thing we do is we do these speed demos literally you walk up to a table you sit down you have a 20 minute demo I ring a bell, a proper bell, um, and everyone moves around. It's a bit like speed dating. But why it works is because you're not obliged to stay longer. You know you only have to stay for 20 minutes, have that demo, and then pop off and talk to somebody else. So that's in London, 23rd of June. And the only other in-person event I'm running myself is an event for job boards towards the end of the year in London. Um, but I'm also involved in the uh, Recruitment Agency Expo in October in Birmingham. So I'll be going to that as well. Excellent. Um, well, this has been a lot of fun. Um, unfortunately, however, we do need to wrap it up pretty soon. Uh, before we do finish off, Louise, how can our listeners learn more? How can they connect with you? So I'm easy to find on LinkedIn. Um, I am actually um, the only Louise Triants on LinkedIn. Um, or you can find me at ukrecruiter.co.uk. Um, I am also on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Honestly, I'm everywhere. And I'm actually really happy to have a chat with anybody. So if you're trying to work out how best to work in the recruitment space, if you're looking at technology, if you want to talk about events, I'm more than happy to have a chat with anybody. Wonderful. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Louise, thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the HR Chat Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Bill. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thanks for listening to this episode of the HR Chat Podcast. There are hundreds of conversations with business experts available for free on the HR Gazette website, Apple, Spotify, and all the main platforms. And remember to like, subscribe and follow us on social media.